This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome back, everybody, to Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast for episode 100, game week 15. And I am once again joined by the wonderful Steve. He's been here for 100 episodes. Amazing. Four years, Sam, and uh, what a what a big difference in time and other stuff has happened in those four years especially my voice changing well uh, especially your voice changing sam and let's just have a quick listen now to what your voice sounded like in that very first episode hello and welcome to the fantasy football expert advice podcast i'm your host sam today with my son steve you're listening to luton digital Get in touch via LutonDigital.com. So, Sam, we remixed the intro jingle. I think the latest one is better than that first one. But uh, do you remember that first episode four years ago? I do very fondly. It is, it's been a while since that episode. My voice has gone a lot deeper. And for some reason, I think I called you my son Yes. In that episode. Well, because you at the time you were, were obsessed with Son, the Spurs player, who at the time obviously was scoring goals for fun since when his form has fallen off a cliff. But anyway, let's get on with the show tonight, Sam. We've got a special section, uh, which is obviously now called Help Me Please. And we have some guests who are on the line. Uh, some of them have got older phones than others. But are you ready to take some questions from guests? I'm eagerly looking forward to answering everyone's questions. OK, let's start with the first one. Help me, please. This is uh, Ian Rees. I'm the manager of uh, Mid-Table Mediocrity. Uh, I joined the league about three years ago. When I first joined, uh, I had ambitions to win the league. Having not done very well, I set my ambitions to finish in top half. Didn't manage to achieve that either. So I've renamed my team this year to Mid-Table Mediocrity. But really, my ambition is just to finish above absolutely Fabregas. Question for Samo is, have I set my ambitions too low? I think you have set your ambitions too low, Ian. I think if you name yourself Mid-Table Mediocrity, it's acknowledging that you'll only ever finish mid-table. I think you should be more positive than that. And I think you should also aim to finish much higher above absolutely Fabregas, since that is a rather poor team. Hi, my name is James Clark, and I'm the manager of Absolutely Fabregas. Here's my question for Samo. Samo, should I be worried that I've got other managers looking over my shoulder, like Ian, the commander, Reese, thinking about how he can finish above me? What do you think about my team? I think you should definitely be trying to finish above Ian Reese's team. And I, what I think about your team is, is a few 
clear weaknesses in it, such as Perisic, who is not doing anything for a Tottenham side at the moment. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is so last season, this season, not effective at all. And Darwin Nunes, who has failed to adjust to the Premier League. So I think you need to make some smarter choices involving your team. Hi, Samo. This is Nick Bailey, manager of Tuchel Play That Game. Here's a quick question. Given that virtually everybody has the same team, give take a few players, what would be your thoughts on reducing the maximum number of players per team for your squad from two to even one, which I think would make a much more interesting and uh, varied selection of teams because currently with everyone virtually playing three City players, three Arsenal players and then a hodgepodge of Newcastle, Spurs and whoever's of, of the moment, it just seems that all too often the teams are only really divided by an injury here or a captaincy there or that kind of stuff. So any thoughts would be interested. Thanks Nick, this is a very interesting question. I think there should always be debates about changing the rules of fantasy football as it's growing so much. I do agree that they should be reduced, the amount of players per team you can have. I would reduce it to two rather than one. I think one is too drastic, but I do agree that it's a bit boring when everyone has triple Arsenal or triple City. However, there is an argument that it could reduce it could reduce um, variety and make it a bit luck-based. Say if City are playing very well and you never know which one of Haaland or De Bruyne might score. That's an example. But in general, I do strongly agree that it should be less than three as it's it increase the variety. It will make you own more players from teams like Brighton or uh, Wolves or Palace or Villa, teams like them. And another change that I would like to see added is removal of the vice captain, since it's very luck. Very it, it rewards a bad captain, which is not very healthy for the game. I think. Hi, it's Helen, manager of Barnet Salona FC. And here's my question for Samo, apart from asking him how I remember my the name of my team. Um, how do I pick which players to leave on the bench and which players to play? I always seem to get this wrong. And um, when my statistics are added up, apparently I've got one of the strongest scoring benches, but fairly low down, kind of mid-table mediocrity for my actual team I pick each time. I usually get it wrong on goalkeepers and defenders, and I'm pretty good on strikers and midfielders, mainly because I play them all, I think. Anyway, all advice gladly accepted, um, and looking forward to your feedback. Thanks. Bye. The answer to this question, Helen, is I think you need to make sure your funds are more are less evenly distributed. I think you need to make sure you have a 4.5 player who is 
meant to be on the bench. This season, the standout option is Andreas Pereira, who he does actually seem to be scoring off the bench, which is your complaint, but he's a very good player to bring on, but you're not going to start him each week. Whereas I think your problem is you've got too many good players. So I would downgrade some of your bench players and then upgrade your other players. Hello, this is Al Bowley, manager of the Klops Doggocks. My question for Samo is, imagine if you will a scenario. Both of your keepers have been struck down with a case of the dreaded Lurg. However, the FPL gods have seen fit to give you a way out. You can select for one week only either Keir Starmer or Rishi Sunak as an emergency keeper. Who do you pick? Just to add on to Helen's question, I think she also doesn't need two playing keepers. I think that's a waste of money. You only need one. But for this question, Al, this is a very interesting question. I really like this one. I would go with Keir Starmer because he's much bigger than Rishi, so he'll take up more of the goal. And I'm pretty sure he plays... I think it might be five-a-side football on a regular basis, so he would know how to perform in goal, whereas I doubt Rishi... I think he does follow football, to be fair to him. He's an avid Southampton fan, but I don't think he would be as good as Keir in goal. And the advantage of Keir as well, Sam, is that it, although he would start off in the left of the goal, he, he would move further and further to the right, so he would cover a lot more of the goal than Sunak who, of course, would start off on the far right and probably remain there, so a lot of the goal would be open. Do you agree? I agree. Hi, this is Ben. I've never managed to understand the rules of uh, fantasy football. Samo, could you please explain it to me in 10 seconds or less? Thanks very much. Fantasy football, Ben, is a game of skill, judgment and patience, which are attributes your favourite player, Danny Hilton, does not possess. Manager of the week. Manager of the week. Well, let's talk about the uh, manager of the week in sixth place this week. It's Ruddock's Buttocks, my own team, with a very healthy 79 points. Ian Reese, who we've already heard from in this podcast, 80 points. Gillian Smith, a great effort with 82. Evan Matthews, he is on fire this season at 85. Tommy Winehorse, 91. More of him in a minute. But 94. Who's this? It's Mr. Tom Kershaw, who is manager of the week. Sam, tell us about Tom's team. I think this is one of the most impressive manager of the weeks I have seen in a long time. He has all five of his midfield scoring this week with Martinelli, Rashford, De Bruyne, Almiron and Trossard, all scoring. Very impressive. He also had Jesus, who got a huge 18 points, which absolutely ruined my... No, he got nine points, but he was triple... He was vice-captain, which we mentioned earlier, but it's still impressive to own him. And defence did well as well with Trippier, Saliba, Cancelo, Sanchez, all getting big points. 
Great effort, Tom. League table. And a quick look at the top seven in the league. Uh, Sammy Roy, 8.05. Cameron, 8.15. Neil Doughty with Neil's Wanderers, 8.26. Ollie Dowd slipping like a reverbial something that slips. 8.33. Loz is into third with 8.35. Evan Matthews races to 8.50. But now, 905 points. He's got a 55-point lead, and he could be unbeatable now. Tommy, Winehorse. One Point Captain Club. Well, we're pleased to bring back this feature because sometimes uh, we don't have it. But because Haaland didn't play and a lot of managers had Haaland as captain, we do have a One Point Captain, which was Phil Foden. And congratulations to Sam Owen, who takes the award for the One Point Captain Club. Well done, Sam. Big hitters. Now, Sam um Four years ago, we had some jingles created, one of which was called Big Hitters, which we've never, ever used. So we thought for the 100th episode, we'd bring it in. Who had uh, Wilson or Nelson, who scored 19 points? And they were, this week, Big Hitters. Tell us a uh, manager who had had him, Sam. Danny Morgan had Wilson. Very impressive to own him. And did anyone have Nelson, who also got 19 points? It'd be so unlikely. I, I think it's unlikely anyone had him, and I haven't seen anyone with him at the moment. So, Samo, we'll keep researching to see whether anyone had Nelson, but well done, Danny, for uh, successfully selecting him. There now follows a special message for our Australian friend, Mr Evan Weeks. A cricket update for our Australian friend, Evan Weeks. Australia have managed to gain a lucky win against Afghanistan, but they failed to boost their run rate, which is catastrophic for their chances, apparently. Unlucky, Evan. Qualis pater, talis filius. Big news, Samo, from our head-to-head league this week. For the second week running, it's a convincing victory for my own buttocks. Uh, are you worried? You now have just a 15-point thir- lead, which is only five games. Yes, but it says they're 1-9, lost, lost four. So I have over the course of this season, I've been much better. But only 64 points between us, which I think, in the terms of... Uh, Points scored, so it could still be anyone's. Big one, Matthew. My big one, Matthew, this week is Skamaka for West Ham. I think he will... Well, it cannot be Skamaka, so I'm going to... Because he's injured. Is he? You just said... I don't know if he is. (laughs) Well, if he isn't injured, it will be Skamaka. If he is injured... injured, It will still be Skamaka. It will be... (laughs) Awani for Forrest. I think Forrest might beat Brentford. Interesting. Harry the Cat's mystic prediction. Well, we've got a difference of opinion here in the studio because Samo thinks that uh, Dick Emery will get a win Villa against uh, United. 
but I think I'm going to go for a surprise Spurs win at home to Liverpool. Only a surprise win in the sense that Spurs, who consistently play poorly and still manage to win, will this week surprise us all by playing reasonably well. Game week preview. Some a number of games this weekend as we build up to the World Cup. Uh, Leeds will be playing Bournemouth. I never thought I would see you predict a Spurs win, but here we are. Leeds-Bournemouth, I think Leeds will win this narrowly. I think Bournemouth, the magic, has worn off a bit. Four defeats, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're in trouble now, unfortunately. And I think Leeds, they have not been that great recently, but I think, was it last week, they, yes, they beat Liverpool. That should give them some momentum. We have Man City-Fulham next. Fulham have also started... Very well. well. Much better than um, Bournemouth, actually. But but I still think no one's going to beat City. Almost no one can beat City in this league. So 2-0 City for me. Then we have Forest-Brentford. I think Forest might win this as they're very... Well, they're not, they're not very good, but they're noticeably better at home than compared to away. So 1-0 Forest. Then... Wolves, Brighton. Apparently, Wolves might be getting. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Lopetegu. Begins with L. Yes, Lopetegu or something. He's the one they originally wanted, and he said they, the chairman flew over and he said, No thanks, I'm busy. And now, apparently, an extra naught has gone on the check and he's coming straight over. I'm not sure. I think it's a bit of a risky job to take because I, I think it's going to take a lot to keep Wolves up, but I think this game will probably be. A draw, nil-nil. Then we have a thriller. Well, it actually might be a good game, this. Everton-Leicester at 5.30. Leicester have been a bit better recently, especially defensively. Everton, a bit inconsistent. Your thoughts? Well, the Calvert is back, isn't he? So, and he's beginning to find the onion bag. Chelsea-Arsenal. Is the Sunday game a very odd kickoff time? Um, what's the explanation of this? Twelve o'clock on Sunday. Uh, I am not sure. Maybe it's to do with the World Cup scheduling. Not. No, having... it's, I think it's to do with BT. It's the BT game. Yes, maybe. Well, I have been discussing this at my school extensively. I think this will be a draw, as just because Chelsea have home advantage. What do you think? Uh, but I think Arsenal will win. Then we have Villa United. It would not surprise. This is Emery's first game, so it would not surprise me if Villa do sneak a win here. Because United, they've been playing good football. And they're def- they're very good defensively nowadays. Does the eighteen-year-old start after his goal midweek? He might, because apparently Anthony and Sancho have injuries. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does start. But I think um. Yeah, United are struggling to score goals at the moment, so I think Villa will win this 1-0. Then we have Southampton, Newcastle. I think, I think I've been saying that the Southampton manager's job has been hanging on the last few weeks, but he has survived this. But Newcastle in absolutely flying form. I think it's safe to say that on performances, they have been the third best team so far this season, even though they are, I think they are fourth. But I think they've been better than Tottenham. I think they'll win this comfortably, maybe 3-0. What do you think? I'll probably agree with you there, Sam. Then the next game, 
West Ham, Crystal Palace. Not much to say about this. Probably West Ham, 2-1. Then the big one, Steve's favourite team, Spurs versus Liverpool. This will be a 3-2 win for Spurs. Yes, I think Spurs might win this 1-0. My team, your team. Some are there any changes uh, at your cheeks, Loftus, Rubens? Yes, I've been thinking about this. Well, no, I have not thought about my team for around a week, apart from a few hours ago when I did decide my changes. And I think I probably should have thought over them a bit more. They were a bit hasty, but in comes De Bruyne for Salah. City have two easy fixtures before the World Cup. Fulham at home, Brentford at home, and I think De Bruyne will outscore Salah in those ones. And then the other change... I had two options. I could have done Tony to Wilson or uh, the one I have done is Pereira to Almiron. I think I probably should have brought Wilson in, but Almiron is in and I think he's in incredible form, but I think Wilson will be more consistent. But it's done. Now I have a power five midfield. Almiron, Martinelli, Zaha, Saka, De Bruyne. Well, interesting you described that as a power five. The problem that I've got at the buttocks is for a third week running, it looks like we go no transfers because you just cannot improve on perfection. And if you want me to back that up, on the Premier League website, their team of the week that you should select, uh, I have already got nine out of the 11 players. So your thoughts on that, Samuel? That is quite impressive. However, you're still below me. But we remember that this game is all about form and momentum. I'm actually resting Jesus this week because I don't believe he will score at Chelsea. That could be a mistake, but we'll see. So uh, the managers who just kept the captain on Haaland last week suffered, Sam. But uh, who are you captain in this game with? Well, I think it is... I think Haaland has ruined this fantasy football captaincy and it's likely he'll be back from injury. So it's of course going to be him. But as I've said earlier, I would like there to be some debate about around the vice captaincy being removed. I think that promotes less skill. Yes, Haaland for me as well, with Kane as vice. The fourth official indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowance. Three minutes time allowance. Well, Sam, we draw the 100th episode to an end, potentially our longest ever episode. Uh, Your closing thoughts? Yes, it's been an absolute honour to record 100 episodes with a fantasy football master. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about Kenilworth, the dog. So next to me. And a couple of quiz questions as we close, Sam. How many prime ministers have there been during the 100 episodes of this podcast? I'm going to say three. He's incorrect, it's actually four, because you've got uh, Teresa, Boris, Liz, and, of course, Rishi. And the final question is, in the four years that uh, this podcast has been going, how many Watford managers have there been, including caretakers? I'll predict nine. The correct answer there is 11, according to Wikipedia. We're about to leave, but there's just time for this. The Liz Truss Mistake of the Week.
Of course, this segment is now the Rishi Sunak mistake of the week, although by next week we'll probably have to change that as well. His mistake this week is, for some reason, reappointing Suella Braverman, who's a bit of a very weird person and should not really be in office. A bit of politics to finish our 100th episode. Thanks very much for listening and for all the telephone calls earlier in the show. Thank you. It has been an honour to produce and help on these podcasts with you, Steve. All the best. Goodbye. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points.